You're listening to the Sketchnote Army Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rohde, the author of the Sketchnote Handbook and the Sketchnote Workbook. And this is the podcast where I chat with sketchnoters and visual thinkers and try to understand what makes them tick. This episode of the Sketchnote Army Podcast is brought to you by the Sketchnote Idea Book, the sketchbook designed for sketchnoters. Equipped with a no-bleed, no-show-through paper, the Sketchnote Idea Book can take almost any marker or pen you can throw at it. Learn more at sketchnoteideabook.com. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Mike Rohde, and I'm so excited to start off Season 7 of the Sketchnote Army podcast. And I'm starting it with a talented friend, Tanya Vare. Tanya is an author, a sketchnoter, graphic recorder, illustrator, and founder of Sketchnote Bar Camp in Germany. Tanya and I have a very fun discussion about how she entered into visual thinking and so much more. So I really hope you enjoy this interview. Hey everyone, this is Mike Rohde and I'm here with Tanya Vare, who is a wonderful person and a sketchnoter and we had an opportunity here at uh, ISC 19 in France to have a little discussion for the podcast. So we're in this lovely place. It's a patio, and you can, if you listen closely, if, if my engineer John hasn't filtered it out, there's a, little, uh, there's a little fountain behind us. Maybe you'll hear some airplanes and birds. And Imagine yourself in a sunny courtyard in, uh, in northern France, and you can come along with us. So, Tanya, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so what we want to do is have a little discussion. I've wanted to have you on the podcast for a long time. My thinking was if I was here, I would record as many podcasts as I can squeeze in, which is tough <laughs> because there's too many good things to do. <laughs> so why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Okay. Yes, my name is Tanja Wehr. I'm from Germany. I'm from uh, Göttingen, and I do sketch notes for a living, which is quite a dream come true. My background is in, in art, so I, I have a degree in history of arts and um, archaeology and stuff like this. And I used to work for the European Commission mm -hmm. in educational projects. And this is how I, I started with sketch notes then. So I, um, I, as you may not know, but for a German, I speak quite well English. You do. <laughs> so I was, um, I was always in the coordination team of international projects. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you write the minutes, you are the one who's always asked because nobody wants to read minutes. <laughs> Five pages of minutes and nobody reads them. And yeah. at the end, you have the information on 15 pages, on five pages. And it's important, really important to know how to continue in the project, but nobody wants to read it. And so I started with mind mapping mm. just to get the contact and the connections and everything with the project and right. to see, okay, that's work package before that work package. But I got really lost in mind mapping. So there was a lot of branches and underneath branches and underneath branches mm. and it's getting more and more into detail and it was really a, a mess. And then um, I started to use colors and I started to use symbols. So I had a symbol mm. for deadline, I had a symbol for work package, I had a color for each partner. And this ended up in something, it was in 2005 roundabout. Now you would say it was a sketch note, but in that time it was just a colored something mm -hmm. with icons and I used colored pencils and it was a bit like back to school. So it was, a bit for it was kind of forming in your, yes. in your awareness. Yeah. And so I, I started to do this for myself, just if somebody asked me what I have to do, what do I have to do? Um, 
And I could say, yeah, now you have to do this, and then you have to deliver this to the partners in France and to the partners in whatever country. And so some people saw this, and then they said, oh, can I have a copy of this? Because mm. this makes me aware of what I have to do, and I mm -hmm. see the whole project on one single page. So it was a three-year project, and it was all, all what you have to do, all the... Um, deliverances, all the, the mm -hmm. brochures, the reports, everything were, was on one page. And so this is how it started. So it mm. was um, 2007 that I did it. It was published in a, in a project brochure. Mm -hmm. And then in 2012 or 2013, I, um, I by accident jumped over your book and said, sketch notes, that sounds cool. And uh, <laughs> I, I bought the book, the English copy, of yeah. course. And it was delivered uh, three weeks because uh, English books or American books in Germany yeah. was quite difficult to get. And then I got it and it was, yeah, that's the name for the method I'm using. And honestly, I thought a little bit that I invented this, but then I saw that Michelangelo already did his shopping yeah. list like this. Yeah. So, and uh, even all the things exist that look like sketch notes. But yeah. um, as I, I said yesterday also in, in the audience, it, when you give a name to something, it gets a serious touch. And this was the moment where I thought, okay, I'm doing sketchnoting in European educational projects. Wow. It gives you something to hold on to, right? It's something yeah. to grasp. And, and what people like to look at. So in comparison to the minutes, which nobody wants to read because yeah. they say, I don't have the time and I don't have the passion to go through this right. letter, letter, letter. They look at this and say, what is this? Can I have a look at this? And so yeah, they, they ask them for in. the information instead yeah. of defeating it. <laughs> and if I imagine, too, on occasion, someone looked at the overview that you did, the sketch note, and then said, oh, this detail, what about this detail? Then they would go to the page yeah. and actually look into the detail, right? Yes, so it yes. became, um, you know, sort of an overview that was given yeah. the context, right? And yes. know which one you want to go into. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Yeah. And, and this is what, what, what it started. And then... This is the bridge to what I do now. In 2014, the project money was running out. Okay. So we were running out of funding. And so I, I, I saw in the future that I will be unemployed. And then I went to, we have to, in Germany, you have to go to the labor market agency mm. and say, I will be unemployed in six months' time. Right. And they said, oh, what can you do? And I have this really very curvy biography of um, doing, I, I started at an art school studying fine arts, but I, I didn't finish this, then I did this, I mean, even in Germany, you have not a good chance in the labor market when you studied archaeology and history <laughs> of art. So um, it was like, okay, I will be unemployed and hopefully find something, but then the, the guide or the, the counselor in the agency said, why don't you be self-employed with this this style of visualization and yeah. I thought yeah and I said you don't open a restaurant you don't have to have 20 30,000 euros right. you just need a pen and your brain and yourself and then you, you can go. start yeah and I thought okay there is no risk of losing a lot of money by doing something that is really really expensive but it's just me and um, yeah and in 2015 in the beginning of 2015 I started to do all the courses about tax and bookkeeping and mm -hmm. all the, the stuff that you don't like. The functional <laughs> things you must yes, do, yeah. yeah. the administrative things. And um, and then I started my, my own company in April 2015, in the 1st of April. And uh, the funny thing was my first client was the Hanover Fair, which is the biggest industrial fair in the world. And they called me and said, do you think that it uh, would work that you uh, sketch note the opening session? 
3,000 people and we do copies of your A4 format mm -hmm. and deliver this to all. So 3,000 copies wow. immediately and they were given to all the people that were yeah. in the room. And I said, uh, and it was, I think, really some days just after I, I started. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 3,000 people. Oh my God. <laughs> what did really, I get myself into? Yes, and I was really <laughs> out of my comfort zone. And then I thought, okay, do I really want to do this for a living or not? And I said, yes, I want to do. And so I said, let's give it a try. And I did, and that was the beginning of really something I can still not think that is true. Wow. Well, four years now, right? Yes. And I, th I love the statement, let's give it a try. That's yes. a really good statement because there's no guarantee that it will work out, but you're willing, Yeah. right? I think your, your posture, your your mindset changes when you say those words. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's nothing's really changed other than your mind has agreed, let's try it. Yeah. And now you're open to seeing what happens and a lot more, it sort of opens you up to more opportunity. Yeah. Right. So that would almost be a representation of your whole story, right? Is let's give yeah. this a try. Yes. Right. You did it in many, many points along that, the story of your, where you started and where you have come to. Yeah, and you don't have the, I mean, you don't have a formal education, so you cannot have a degree in sketch noting so that says, oh, you have a A level yeah. uh, degree in sketch noting, so you are, um, you are allowed to be a sketch noter, but you just do by try and error, and you you try to find your style, and you you try to find out what you like and what you don't like, and um, but nobody is there. I mean, you can say if Mike Roddy says you are a good sketch noter, this is this is the A level degree or the, the master degree of, yeah. of sketch noting, but but this is really something you have to trust yourself that you are able to do so. Right. And this was quite a challenge at Confidence, the Confidence, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Because that you love what you do, that's, that's no, no reason, that's no question. I mean, you know it, you do it and you, you feel well, but is it okay what you do? Is it, is it fine how you filter the, the complexity, how you find the structure, how you cluster stuff? So. Mm -hmm. hmm. Wow, that's a that's really great story. And now tell us a little bit about the kind of work you're doing these days, <laughs> now that we know how you got here. Yes. Um, First of all, I, I, um, I really like to teach, so I, I'm often in big companies who have the complex communication situation and say um, even the different areas of our company don't understand each other, so we need to have an understanding of the workflow and the processes, but people don't get it when the people talk in their terminology and mm -hmm. in their language. So in this case, I step into the company and give them a training and also sometimes I'm booked for um, kind of communication bridges. Mm. I always say it's a bridge in communication. So there is, um, in big companies often the strategy plan is done by an external consultancy right, agency right. and they don't have any knowledge about the company apart from what the CEO what tells they observe, them. observe, yeah, yeah, are and, um, and often they disappear after they do the yes, plan, right? Yes. And suddenly they're gone and no one's there to advise. And, and the plan is really uh, written in very posh, sophisticated Business phrases speak. Yeah. and and when you ask the people what is your mission statement they have to look in the in the um how do you say the schublade the you have they have to on look the in file the file cabinet yes and say uh, just uh, it was something with light in future but i cannot give it uh, it's uh yeah bring the people with light to the future yeah. but i don't have it really and so um sometimes it's also that they have ideas but they cannot put the ideas in a form that people understand what their idea is really about and 
a lot of companies in Germany at the moment are in a changing process, especially international companies that are located. They have these really interesting shift from in former days they were really focusing on the product development. Right. So they, they made better lenses for the cameras or they made faster whatever devices. And now they turn into the customer orientation. So they say, mm -hmm. okay, the market got tough, the market got broad through online shopping and other things. So now we have to ask the customers and how do we get information from the customers, what they really want. And so this is really funny. So I come often in processes where companies are in the shift between, in former days we were really focused on our product and we didn't think mm -hmm. about who wants to buy it. We just made it we better. Just make our thing, yeah. And now they are, who are the people who buy our stuff? And that's a different kind of communication. And sometimes they need to explain to the customers how their philosophy is, how their ideas are, and then I, I, I draw pictures for them, like mm. sketch notes. Mm -hmm. I often um, I have some, some jobs in universities where I work with students, but also with the, the, um, the staff. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, I write books. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> I, I like to write books. At the moment, it's the, the fourth book coming out. And um, so the first ones were about sketch notes, sketch notes start help, and the second sketch notes start help. And then I illustrated an astrophysicist book about the moon, which was quite challenging, but very, very much fun. And now I did, together with Sandra Dirks, a book about flip charts. Mm. And the next book will be about lettering for sketch mm, notes. Good. <laughs> Good. You're providing all kinds of services for people to yes. get better, which yeah. is really great. I enjoy teaching too, so I can relate to the feeling you see when the light in their eyes, when someone gets the confidence we were talking about before. Yeah. Right. That, that's just the best feeling. There's, yeah. there's nothing like it. Yeah. And to see them get excited and using it and applying it. I mean, that's what everything we're doing here is to make that move forward. And to right. give them self-confidence just to, to do it because it's... Right. I, I love your sentence. It's not about art, mm -hmm. and this is this is what I always say. You don't you don't have to be the next Picasso. Yeah, this would not help the process. And um, at the moment, we are really struggling with this separation in between people who do really beautiful drawings in their sketch notes, but the content is a bit light. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and on the other hand, you have people do, who do aesthetically. Do you say that? From yes, the aesthetic? aesthetically, yeah nice looking but they are not like wow what a fancy picture with what beautiful people and um, I prefer these more yeah. where it's focused on the content but I often come to companies where they say we have a very weird process at the moment a lot of employees are really unhappy with us so we need this cool fancy picture that makes the mood better mm. and I don't want to do so yeah yeah, yeah that's an interesting discussion it's happening I talked to Diana who's here yeah. Same kind of thing is happening in bullet journal space, right? Where yeah. you go to Pinterest and you see this amazing spread for January and someone spent hours and hours drawing it. Um, and, you know, the concern is that if bullet journalists feel like they have to produce that every month yeah. and for every page, like, yeah. you know, that they don't have the time for that or the interest or they maybe they don't feel the confidence to do it, <laughs> right? So it's the same thing in sketchnoting, right? Yeah. This practical uh, application of capturing the idea. And I think that's so broadly useful in a company like where you're doing teaching. Mm -hmm. The thing I wondered about and I'm pretty sure is happening is in those companies, you're expressing to the customer what the company thinks. But I imagine you also are sharing with the company what the customer thinks, right? Yes. Because engineers who are used to just producing the best thing that they can produce without thinking about who's actually yeah. using it need to understand yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, your user is maybe a, a housewife. Yeah. Right? And you never thought about that. But yeah. if we think about it in those terms, how do we change the thing that we're designing? And the, they need to get the message back to them as well, right? So it's a two-way. Yeah kind of a message yeah and it's really funny because pink people think or people start thinking about what they really want to say in a different way when you facilitate them by sketching what they say and then they say did i say it that way yeah and i said no this is the way i understand it because what you say i didn't understand but i, I, I put it for me in this direction to make make that it that it makes sense yeah. and it was really often that I'm in processes where people have to for example deliver and and they have to find ideas and deliver this for the for the CEOs and then they come to me and give me eight sheets of flip chart paper and I say and what's the idea yeah it's somewhere in in there <laughs> and I say okay but we have to get it out there because what you first do is you you show the process And then you show other stuff, and this is not working. And when I'm in, in teaching, then I often have the problem that they say everything is idea collecting. And I say, no, right. the idea collection is the first point. Then yeah. you go for the goal, and then you have the result. Isn't that all idea collection? No, no. That, that are different distinct, steps distinct in, the, in, the in the process. Yeah. And the result is something you will not change. So it's, And then I always go back to really easy math and say, one plus one is two. This is what you have as information, right. or you have maybe collected this idea that one and two, something should happen with this. And then the goal is that you, that you add one to one, and then you have two, and the result is two, and you cannot change it. Yeah. But the, the goal on the way, how you go to the goal, the, the path, this is something you can change, and there is something where you have to check if it's the right path bill and so mm -hmm. and then I can draw it easily and then they get it and then they say okay now we're in this step and we have the decision between two paths the cheap one and the fast one for example mm -hmm. that's often a decision in companies yeah. so yeah. shall it be cheaper or shall it be delivered faster so do we produce right. something that is on the market right now or do we produce it a bit slower but then it's much cheaper and um so then you can easily show it and they say okay what is the benefit for this and what's the right. advantage of this and so visualize those things yes hmm. and you would say it's really easy because everybody would think about there is a path with two ways but for them it's like a eureka moment to say oh yeah we are at this decision and we now. can think about it that yes, way yes. yeah wow i never <laughs> thought of that no and i think also the thing i think you're touching on here is seeing things visualized on a board or on a paper or on an ipad or it doesn't matter For people, especially a group of people, a lot of times they might think they agree on something, but when they actually see it laid out and in a visual manner, they can say, oh, maybe they don't agree, or maybe yeah. it verifies that they, yeah. yes, we all agree, yeah. that's, number two is the option, right? Yeah. And then you see the, like, if we go number two, well, we get this, but we lose this. Yeah. If you go number one, we get this and we lose this. Which ones do we, which aligns best with our values? And yeah. the mission statement that maybe the, you know, this, uh, outside agency came in and <laughs> defined for us like which yeah. one actually fits with what we believe in yeah. and it helps them see I've just over and over in companies I mean companies are just people working together yes. so it's it's a helpful tool to, to make things visible and clear yeah and in Germany it was a long time I was a bit like the Andreas Gärtner once said the, the painting clown so somebody for show effects yeah. on events and now since maybe two years two and a half years it's it's really taken serious and I'm also in really old hierarchically 
strong, stable companies, not these posh new entrepreneurial right. Right. startup where everything is easy to, to enter, but also those. And we had, um, I'm organizing the German Sketchnote Bar Camp, mm -hmm. by the way, and mm -hmm. we had a, a session about, um, you know, when you have this these cancers and you have this cruised, and they said it's like um, breaking the cruised in old... Mm old strong hierarchical hierarch yeah, hierarchical yeah yeah um, with a big boss on the top tells and you and have this boss staff. smaller boss even smaller boss some smaller and the, bosses and, the and then the employers yeah. and um, how to get into these companies and it was really interesting because it was Christina from the European Central Bank yeah which is really a kind of old-fashioned structured right. company. And she says, how to do so. And now I'm, I'm, I was booked last week, I was booked for a bank. And usually I thought bankers, they are like really, they don't have a sense of humor and they are really... Rigid and yes, so on, yeah. Really boring people, but they were so fun. And so they had so much fun and they were like, oh yeah, it's so cool that you visualize this. And they just, I, I put it on, on you know, this uh, foam board. Uh-huh, yeah. Big phone board, yeah. And they were carrying it around and say, "Look, did you see here this? And we did in versus this." And so they were so happy that that it was showable what they yeah. thought and what they, they found out. Yeah. And it was really cool, and I really liked it. And I thought if even these really structured thinking people are open to the method, that's that's Everyone a step could into be. the future. Yeah, really. yeah, it's a, it's a strategic advantage, right? You're yes. bringing strategy thinking. But you have to, to, it's like Lego serious play, people have to take it serious. Right. But it's, on the first view, it's something like, oh, there's somebody doodling around and there's somebody playing with Lego and there's somebody making fancy, they, they, for example, a lot of people come and say, can you draw me slimmer than I am? Yeah. And say, I, I don't draw you. <laughs> ah, I saw that you were a caricaturist and you just do some fancy, funny pictures of us. Yeah. No, I, I draw the process. How can you draw the process? Watch me. Yes. And then say, maybe we, we, we talk in the next break. And then they are standing and say, this is really astonishing. And this is, I can remind me, it reminds me on what yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's, that's really great to hear that. Yeah. And it's more and more. So it's more and more companies. In the beginning it was, what are you doing for a living? Yeah. Sketchnet, what, what is this? And yeah. then I show them some to, to give them the idea. That's good because then people in these companies move around and they yeah. say, Tanya really helped us. We need Tanya. Yeah. Right? And then you now have opportunities and it starts to spread around and yeah. becomes a valuable service, right? It's not just, a, like you said, I love that painting clowns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right? You don't want to be trapped in that place because yeah. it's easy. When the budget gets tight, the first thing to go, the painting clowns, yeah. right? But if it's a, str a, str a strategist who's helping them solve, like we cannot, we cannot lose Tanya because she makes everything fit together for us, right? You yeah. become a value, right? Or, or brings it on the point. So filters around all the information that is just when a lot of people talk there is a lot of sorry to say unnecessary information given yeah, yeah. and you have to filter the the quintessence of what is said yeah. and when you have this this is something the filter process is done by us and people in the company they cannot do this because they are kind of blind for the process yeah. and and so this is only good for external from an external view they sort of yeah you have a objective perspective yes so this is fantastic um i want to shift a little bit and oh. talk a little bit about the tools that you love because <laughs> sketchnoters are curious people they always love new tools and yes. i think um you may have some new tools that maybe some have not heard of and want to 
check out and if they can find them, try them. <laughs> so what, what are your favorite tools? Let's start with analog first. Yes. And then we'll go to digital if you, if you use digital. I, my, my partner is from Sweden and very um, sustainable, so therefore I'm always looking for sustainable things. Right. I throw away a lot of plastic pens, fine liners mm. when they are empty because you cannot refill them. Right. And at the moment I start to figure out which refillable pens you can use just of matters of sustainability and environment. Mm -hmm. So I started to work with a, a fountain pen with waterproof ink. Mm -hmm. I'm not really happy with this because it dries out really fast, so uh, you always have yeah. to start new. Um, so, but you can use any fountain pen and fill in waterproof right. ink, but you have to be aware that the, the pigments are not so thick that they stick in the, the fountain right. pen nib. And um, on the other hand, I really love to work with still with fine liners, mm -hmm. so with the waterproof fine liners. And at the moment, I work with Copic because they have this refillable cartridge inside. Mm. Um, and they have this, I think it's aluminium, because it's also about the haptic of the pen, yeah, how you like feel. to, how the thickness of the pen is in your hands. And I'm not the smallest, so I, I need some, I don't like the, the, the really thin picks, uh, thin pens. Um, apart from this, I'm really um, I like the Neuland pens a yeah, lot. Yeah, are the, great. The fine ones with the mm -hmm. with the brush nib. Yeah, those are great. Just the color, be yeah. because they make by accident a cool line. So you don't have to be aware of oh, I should be a bit more edgy or something. They yeah. just do it. And, and it's I such rich it. dark black too. The black that they produce is amazing. Yes, and the black is great. But also the color palette is really yeah. really fine. They are refillable. You can change nibs from the environmental point. It's really really great. And I'm I'm still really old-fashioned, so I have this black pen for the and some some color pens for the for the um, effects or for the right. shadows or something. Keep it simple. And um, I always try out a lot of things new, but I'm I'm always going back to the classical. The tried fine. and true. Yeah. Yes, this is my material, and um, they are from Ecoline. This Royal Talents, they have watercolor inside. So sometimes if I have a, a bigger space, I use Copic markers, mm -hmm. but they bleed through. Yeah, alcohol-based. Um, but they make a perfect um, flat space. Good. So okay. you have a color that is nice without tone. any lines. And, and oh, okay. That's really nice. Yeah. And okay. then the books you use, I, uh, we were admiring yes, of course. your book that you have, Nuna, N-O-O-N-A. Yeah. It's a German company, but they use uh, Swedish paper inside, yes. I think. It's Swedish Munken paper, and the the great thing is they are really heavy because they are 260 pages roundabout. Mm -hmm. But the paper, I love it. It's really smooth. It is dotted, which I still like. Yeah. Although I don't use the dots, but I'm in, nice to have, I have them, them if in you the need them. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and the binding is so cool because you can really open it up and yeah. close it. And it's it's this book, for example, what is in front of us. You cannot see it, but <laughs> it's uh, it's in use for some weeks. And I really I don't take a lot of care about it, so I don't put yeah. it in the pillow and some. They can take the. They they take everything. It's really fine. The binding is sort of a rounded binding and almost like a yeah. yeah and you can open it really flat, so That's it's great. not disturbing you and I, I cannot work with these rings because yeah. I always they, they, they stop my hand by me. I don't like it that would be an interesting discussion as a side note for a podcast to talk about have a debate between ring lovers and those <laughs> yes. who don't love rings yeah. because I think that's a two, two camps that do exist Yeah, I'm more of the bound mindset and then there's probably the third camp would be uh, loose sheets right so maybe yes. that's the three 
if you boiled it down. But, but um, if I have loose sheets, I, I never find things again. Yeah. And so I have it chronologically. So I have, um, whenever one is filled, I, I start the next. And so I, I just number them and then it's fine. And so I have to think, okay, that maybe this was in the blue or in the gray mm. or something. And for workshops, I give uh, pure paper mm. because they have ring books, but they have really, really gorgeous paper. Okay. And um, when you're an educator, you get a, a reduction, so it's not so expensive. Oh, okay. And it's really working very well for workshops. And how do you spell that uh, company? Pure Paper. It's pure with P-U-R-E. Okay. And pure paper. paper. And so it's also a, a startup from Germany. And Nuna is, is um, also Brand Books. There's the Brandbook.de. Yes, and they, they also make your personalized books. Yeah, and I know we went to the site briefly. I haven't. I've been afraid to go up there because I'm concerned I'll buy too much stuff. Yes. But really cool <laughs> covers, yes. like pictures of the moon, and I mean, yeah. cra- all kinds of crazy cool stuff. And they change the collection every yeah. half year, and it's really horrible because I always have to buy new because oh, this cover looks so cool. You have a stack full of these notebooks. Yeah, that you master plan collect. or a bad book with bad ideas, or there's one that says "bang head" here. Yeah, so yeah. It's really fun. So take a look. It's. Uh, um, is it brandbook? N- Nuna, Nuna. Yeah, Nuna. With W, but not W. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, and you, N-O-O-N-A, and U-U-N-A, sorry. Yes. N-U-U-N-A. If you yeah. search that on Google, you should find it. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't look because it's like the box of Pandora. Yeah, you you're once, never going to come when out. When you once got, you, you are addicted. You're spending a lot of money, so sorry about that <laughs> in yes. advance. <laughs> yes, please. Now, what about digital? Do you use digital tools yes. very much? Yeah. I have an iPad, the iPad okay. Pro, the new one, and the old one. So I carry around the old one because I have the adapters for the old one yeah, for yeah. presentations. Yeah. Um, I work with Procreate a lot, but unfortunately I have to do a lot of big pictures, for example, for fairs. Mm. Okay. So I need a vector program. Yeah, That's so you can I work scale. with Affinity Designer at the okay. moment a lot. But there I'm not really happy with the, with the coloring and uh, other stuff so, tools and so sometimes I work with Procreate shift it to Photoshop try to adapt it but this is yet uh, yet not really the, the final solution doesn't feel ideal sometimes I work with concepts mm-hmm. also because of that's this nice endless right there's a vector based one too and it's vector based and it has the Copic colors so when I do with a draft a sketch with the Copic markers and even if the, the screen is changing the colors by light or something um, you know that this is the color that the print will have. That's yeah, something that's good. that is good for me. I hadn't thought about that. That's really an yeah. interesting point. So the, the the color wheel is really like this um, red, violet, 87. So you can mm. just pick and you can have the same color as your Copic. Maybe we need to have concepts talk to the Neuland people and have Neuland colors as an option. Yes. That would be pretty cool. That huh? would be really cool. Because then you could you know do a sketch in Neuland markers and if you wanted to maintain that color build it yeah. in concepts and you know that when you print it That's the really colors would match idea. right same idea Kido if you hear this please do so yeah Kido okay <laughs> and the the other thing I wish for from Neuland if we're doing Christmas wishes yes is uh, I want something like a flare pen with a with a felt tip a broader felt tip that's a bit squishy so smaller than a, than a fine one a yeah. little bit smaller but with Neuland uh, water based permanent ink yeah and some way I can pull the back off and refill it yeah. So that, that that I would love. I would carry that everywhere. Can I say wishes too? Yeah. You know the outline, the the, sm- the smallest outline. Yeah. The nip in colors. Ooh. That would. In all perfect. the in all the Neuland colors. So or even cool. I only need ocean and. Uh, Just you need those two. The, the I'm sure gold, others would have gold, their favorites. Gold ochre. <laughs> so I think I, I imagine uh, Guido and uh, 
and the team probably have a huge list of things they wish to do. Yes, I, I called them and tell them also <laughs> what I want to have. <laughs> they probably have to focus on, on one thing at a time because they're a small company and do such great service. So anyway, yes. those, that's wishing time. That's yes. a new feature in Sketchnote Army podcast. <laughs> um, we near to Christmas, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the time this is out, yeah, that Sitting would Sitting in 30 degrees in the sunshine in the garden. Yeah, it's starting to get warm now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what we should do is wrap up the show with three tips. And the way I frame this for people who are on the show is, imagine someone who started sketchnoting. They're excited. Yeah. Um, they're starting to get going, but they feel like maybe they're stuck somewhere. Or they, they want someone to give them some guidance for the next step so they can jump to the next level. Yeah. So it can be uh, practical things like bring an extra pen mm -hmm. or it can be a mindset thing like give yourself a lot of grace that would be one that i give so so something like that so it can be practical or theoretical mindset any of that space and just Only three. three just three yeah <laughs> okay because um, it's so hot here yes in the sun. yes yes and the the fountain is not really giving coolness <laughs> um the first thing that i always say to people that that are starting with sketchnet is um use good stuff so i have a lot of people who have really really expansive notebooks but they never use it because yeah. of the fear that they do something creepy inside right. and but it's so much more fun to have a good paper and That's good pens feel. Yeah. it's like trying to build a cupboard with bad tools this is this, yeah. the comparison that i always do because this will be not fun and um if you have a good notebook you can ever buy a new one right even if it is 20 euros you you just save a bit of money and buy a new one so don't Don't be so shy with your material and say, oh, no, I, I take the good pens only for, for special, special moments, moments yeah. like Christmas yeah, yeah. or something. Don't do so. So I've always start with that, what you really like. The other thing I think I'm hearing, too, is um, progression. Yes. So if you're less interested in like how good you are or bad you are, whatever, it doesn't matter. To see progression, if you start in a notebook in one point and yeah. you work through the notebook, yes. by the time you get to the end, you can go back to the beginning and say, wow, yes. look where I began yeah. and look how much I've progressed. <laughs> In the beginning, I had a notebook and I started with my sketch notes in A4 format. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, I'm in A5 format. And the funny thing was, in the beginning, I had really each maybe 10th page was quite okay. And even each 30th page was wow. And so in the beginning of a new sketchbook, I copied the really wow things into this. So yeah, the first pages are really great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, another thing is that uh, don't be too critical. Um, I see a lot of people that are really unsecure about what they do. And when other people say, wow, this is really great and it helps me so much to um, remind the process or what, just trust them. Yeah. Trust them Accept that they, they can need it. Because I see all the people say, yeah, but here the shading is really bad. And oh, you cannot read the A very well. And so they, they make excuses for their yeah. own work and yeah. put it under the table like, um, this is not really good. Instead of saying, just if you, you're not able to say thank you, just say nothing. But, but take the, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Take it and, and, and say to yourself, to your personal self, okay, this seems to be something I should practice and should, should focus on. Yeah. And the last thing that I would say was practice whenever possible. So I have in my notebook, I have sketches. I'm just sitting in a coffee shop mm -hmm. um, having coffee with my partner and um, 
sometimes funny things happen on the table mm. next to you. So somebody mm -hmm. says something funny or people talk in a funny way to their children or something happened that they say, oh my God, look at this coffee, this is so cute. And they really get excited. And so I just write this down. A funny song is in the, in the radio playing and I take whatever. And when you don't have an idea, really think of something really crazy. I, at the moment, I, um, I try to improve my lettering Therefore, I write every day a swear of uh, Captain Haddock, which is a comic <laughs> figure from Belgian Franco comics back from the 1940s. Mm -hmm. And um, he has really very creative swears. It's not bad, but it's just funny because yeah. he says, you outducked or something like this. So it's not really like an <laughs> asshole, but it's really uh, creative. And he says yeah. like... Um, um, a lot of alliterations and so mm. then I, I did um, just islands funny island names in, mm -hmm. in, in Oceania or whatever <laughs> so I, I always Too find uh, yeah I, I find a motto and I think okay I can do now I, I once I did um, I tried to uh, make sketch notes about Beatles songs okay and not about the lyrics but about the title okay so Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds yeah. <laughs> something like right. that and so find find something what you like and then just practice and and nothing is too 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 banal do you say banal yeah to yeah. To, to, to make a sketch note out of it just to, for a try and whenever you are in a in a situation where you have to take notes try to do that a bit more and a bit more so step by step improve your step your out skills. a little more yeah. yeah wow this has been fantastic tanya so for those who would like to reach out to you how will they? How can they get in touch with you? <laughs> I have a very bad webpage, which is uh, <laughs> very old, and I'm, I'm thinking of just making a visual business card instead of a blog because yeah. I'm always running out of time. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty much on Instagram, so every okay. second week maybe. <laughs> I'm really poor with Facebook and Twitter, but okay. uh, Sketchnote Lovers is the the company name. Okay. And you find me Sketchnote Lovers on Instagram. So if you do a search on Google, it probably will turn someone toward Instagram or yes and find you on the website Instagram is the most um, yeah active yes it makes sense being such a visual medium right so and it's easy for people who are older and not so yeah. technically yeah it's simple <laughs> yeah. yeah so go there and like lots of her things reach out and say hello thank yes. you Tanya for being on the show we, we so appreciate hearing from you it was such an honor yeah <laughs> fangirl moment <laughs> And until the next episode of the Sketchnote Army podcast, this is Mike Rohde. See you soon. The Sketchnote Army podcast was created by me, Mike Rohde, and brought to you by Rohde Design Studios. It's produced and edited by Alec Polianis of Amp Creative Studios. The theme music was created by John Schiedemeyer. Special thanks to Chris Wilson for his hard work on show notes. To support the creation of this show, I invite you to buy one of my books, The Sketchnote Handbook or The Sketchnote Workbook. You can find the books on Amazon or go to peachpit.com and use the code RODI40 for 40% off. Please share this podcast with other visual thinking friends and be sure to leave a nice rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app so others can find the show. 